Hello and welcome to season two of Cows Not Cow. How to make your networking really work, where this time the herd is heard. I'm John Mellis and joining me as always, our networking aficionado, Andrew Smith. Hi, Andrew. Hi, John. Good to see you again. And you. Now, hopefully, as we edge towards a close in season two, you're getting value, maybe some tips from everything you're hearing, realising some networkers you maybe know from your scene who are proficient and accomplished in that environment were once as nervous as you feel tackling it now. We're all on that same path. Some might be slightly further ahead, others a bit further back from where you see yourself at the minute. Everyone we speak to has value to offer, and today's no exception in just a minute, as we meet Lee Reed from ETPM. But before we do that, let me check in with the roller decks in your mind, Andrew, and ask if you can remember where your networking path first crossed with Lee's. Yes, I can. It was when I was uh, when I was stripping, and uh, Lee was a punter at the club. No, sorry, it wasn't that at all. That's <laughs> somebody else entirely. Uh, yeah, Lee was, uh, was an introduction from a mutual contact uh, when I first spoke with Lee. And then we invited Lee to join one of our sales intel groups. Uh, and Lee is still a member of, of one of our intel groups and is an absolute star. <laughs> I hope that ties in with uh, with your recollection of this, Lee. The second part, anyway, not the first. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I Thank- don't know what he's talking about the first side. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming on. Now, before we get into your networking journey, tell us a little bit about uh, the business you work for, ETPM. Who are they? What do they do? What is it you do for them? ETPM is actually part of the Ocean Marine Group. So they, are, they have um, three group of companies. So the part that I work for is ETPM. They are the personnel recruitment side and they cover all personnel recruitment. And that's through marine, offshore, renewables, RV, survey and inspection roles. Um, so their main bag has initially been marine. But as I've been brought on to um, enhance their portfolio of um, clients and industries that they work in, that's my main focus is just to push it into, you know, further into renewables um, and also the RV and inspection survey sector. Okay, so when you network, you're networking on behalf of the company. Has it always been like that for you, where you're networking on behalf of an employer for someone else? Where did your networking yes. journey start? Absolutely. Really, I would say it started at ABN, if I'm totally honest. Um, I did do a small amount of networking previously, but I have to say the ABN community has really enhanced my networking and enabled me, or I should say, given me the confidence to go forward and network. Um, and it's amazing how much more I get out of it. But yeah, I mean, previously I've always um, networked um, on behalf of a company. We're doing a little bit of networking before you're networking with ourselves. Can you remember what that what that felt like? Uh, was it daunting? Terrifying. Were you nervous? And <laughs> what, in what way was it? In what way was it terrifying? Just approaching people that I didn't know, you know, um, the, the the fear of sort of being tongue tied, um, not having anything in common with these people, uh, feeling like they would dismiss me because, um, you know, being a younger, a female, sometimes it's hard, you know, if you're in a male dominated environment. Um, you know, and really just being dismissed. And I have to say, I just didn't have confidence to go and approach people. So I'd I'd go to these networking events. One, I'd sit in the car and think, do I really want to get out of the car? Is anyone going to speak to me? I'm going to be on my own. And then I would, I would enter the event and I would sort of shuffle along, get a cup of coffee and stand in a corner and hide, you know, and not really get anything out of them, you know, um, where it is now, you know, I, I kind of um, think of some sort of icebreakers to sort of introduce myself. I look for commonalities, 
look for people who I know that I can, you know, get an introduction to somebody else and strike up a conversation. And yeah, it's just all about learning and confidence, I think. I noticed in your profile um, on your ETPM website, and I know that that sounds a bit creepy, I noticed in your profile, but um, <laughs> you, you're, you're a mum of three. And I wonder if that's maybe helped your networking in any way, given that when you're at home, you're walking into a room every day trying to casually sell things like broccoli at a mealtime. Uh, you know, to, to come almost to, to like a, a, a room that doesn't want to have anything of that to do with you. I mean, obviously I'm joking there, but having kids, right, teaches you loads of things in my experience, like the art of patience being one. Perhaps appreciating adult company more is another. Have they shaped your outlook in life, including perhaps when you network? I don't think so, because honestly, like I can withhold broccoli. I can say, if you don't eat the broccoli, I'm taking away your Xbox. It's kind of hard to do that in, uh, in uh, networking, you know, with a client. <laughs> Yeah, you're not going to get, you know, some fun time. You're not going to get beers. If, yeah, no. So I would have to say negotiation tactics. It's a helped me a lot there um, in negotiating, being a parent. Um, I suppose having the, the confidence to command a room, I guess, as well. You know, uh, you will do this or else mommy's going to lose her mind, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess um, being a parent of three. Um, I also kind of just find like herding people it's much easier to herd people now you know because <laughs> you only have two arms to grab two children so and then you're like right how's the third one crossing the street you know um but yeah I mean I, I suppose it's made me more organized um as a person you yeah, know trying to have safe people all these skills just down to, to simply being a mum of three. Some of our, our previous <laughs> guests um, are the boss of their own business. So when they're networking, they tell us they feel more invested, almost like there's more on the line. When it comes to networking for ETPM, though, I wonder if you're maybe given targets for your networking. Uh, and if so, how does that work? I have to say I'm not given targets on my networking. Um, my boss basically allows me the freedom to go and um, network myself Um He's never been a networker. He's not gone out and, and sold the, the business that way. It's always been done through previous relationships um, of people that they've known. So I have to say I'm not target driven on my networking, but I personally set myself targets. So um, I went to an event with Andrew and I wanted to get two good connections um, you know, from, from the night and set up some meetings. And I actually overachieved. I ended up with five meetings. Um, which was brilliant for me, you know, so I don't ever um, sort of overestimate and say I'm going to get 20 meetings from 20 people that are attending the event, you know, I do kind of keep it manageable. But yeah, I set myself my own targets. Now, we've spoken to... I was going to say, I think it's a really, yeah. really yeah. important point in the, uh, that any newer networkers, especially, you know, shouldn't think that being happy to speak with anyone clashes with, as Lee you know, said there, had her own goal of at least two meetings or at least two new contacts. Both things can work. Being open to speak to anybody, but I would encourage any networker at any event to have a goal, a simple goal like that, of I want to speak to at least two people or three new people or come away with arranging two new meetings as a result. I think combine both that more structured and the whole unstructured open any opportunity makes for more effective networking. Now, we've spoken to people who work in recruitment before on our show, and they've told us that they have an almost superpower when it comes to walking into a room where they can spot A, another recruiter almost instantly, and B, 
if they meet someone who might be suitable for a job that they're recruiting for, they'll know that within a couple of minutes of meeting them there as well. Is that something which sounds familiar to you that you associate with or you know colleagues who relate to that? And have they ever recruited yeah. anyone through meeting them at a networking event? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a few, both scenarios, to be honest, I have met people that I have then gone on to to recruit for. Um, and I've also um, gone on and met people that I have then placed um, as well. And yeah, I mean, to be honest, you know, recruitment is a very small industry. So we do all know one another. Um, and I, th- I think there's a, it's a special breed, you know, for um, being in recruitment. Um, so yeah, we, we do, we can spot each other a mile away. You've, you've uh, been to a number of different networking formats and with different organisations now, small events, bigger events, the more formal ones, the social ones. Uh, you'll be aware of, you know, the different ones we do. We also have one that's lightly structured then one that's highly structured at the Meet Everybody format. What's your preferred type of networking event format? To be honest, I think both um, have a place um, for me. Um, I like the structured, but I also like the, the social aspect of it. I think it the, on the social side, it can get you over those uh, tougher conversations because it's in an easier environment. Whereas the more structured ones, the sort uh, of, um, as I like to call them, the speed dating ones, you know, mm-hmm. they're they're a bit awkward, aren't they? You know, and, and if you're slightly more nervous, I would say go to the more social ones because everybody is more relaxed and it is easier to chat, you know, you can go into a restaurant and, you know, and have a chat with somebody or a bar and you can have a chat with someone. Whereas sitting down in a meeting, it can be quite tense, you know. So, um, but yeah, for me, I, I am a, I'm a social person. Um, I think you probably agree, Andy. So I do prefer the social ones, but there is a place for the, the structured ones as well. And how have you benefited then from your networking in, in recent years, not just on, the, on a business level, but on a, on a personal level? What have the main benefits been? Um, to be honest, I have made some really good friends um, through networking, um, especially from the, the first AB10 group. Um, I see some of the girls really regularly um, and they've become sort of, um, good friends, to be honest. So on that side of it, it's not just been the business aspect of it. You know, I've, I've shared my, my personal experiences and, and they've shared theirs and we've become really close. So for me, that's, you know, that's been brilliant. Um, I moved into to the area that I'm in and I, I don't have a lot of friends that are close to me. So having friends, you know, outside of, of work that I didn't grow up with at school, you know, I think for for me, being in an area, I, I'm very remote where I, I stay. So there aren't many people sort of around me that I know. So having people that I can call on from you know so a work aspect that I've gotten to know them that I wouldn't have previously met has been brilliant and and also um networking for you know for business um has been has been brilliant we've seen some really good results from the networking that I've attended um with clients you know I've I've been in two two different sectors while I've been networking with yourself Andrew and again you know it's helped me in both of those roles um which has been magic do you feel that like your your networking skills have evolved, have improved over time? And is it something that you, you work at? Do you, for example, kind of review how an event has, has gone, plan and do something differently next time? How have your skills evolved? Absolutely. I mean, like I said to you previously, I, I used to hide in my car and think, do I really have to go in? Um, and now I'm really happy to go in. What I tend to do is I try to get an attendees list so that I can see who is going, that I can maybe strike a, up a conversation with or know from previous that I can maybe get an introduction into someone else. Um, but I also try and target, like I said, I try and target, you know, like two or three people, you know, that I can 
I want to meet or I want to get a connection with. So that kind of focuses. And then um, after the event, what I'll do is obviously if I've gotten those meetings, um, you know, I'll do my follow-ups. But if I've not been successful, you know, I can use that meeting, that event and say, you know, look, I missed you at this. Would you be able to catch up? So it's really given me a focus and, you know, an area to target um, that I find much easier to use rather than just picking up the phone and cold calling because not everybody's, you know, likes a cold call. Whereas if I can say, I was at this event, you weren't there, I tried to catch it, or, you know, you didn't make it, I didn't meet you. It's mu- it's a much easier conversation starter. It's interesting what you say about um, being in the car outside events and thinking, right, okay, uh, do I really have to go in? That exact, exact story came out from someone uh, uh, earlier on in, in this season. And not only did they sit there in the car wondering if they, if they were going to go in, they actually contemplated what excuses they could come up with for not going in before driving off in some occasions. Uh, and, and honestly, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe where they are in their networking journey now, much, much further on. It's just obviously a hurdle you have to get over. Um, you, you sound like you, you're uh, pretty structured with your planning for events um, in terms of what you're going to do when you get there, who you want to try and meet. I wonder, um, do you plan which events you'll attend to gain the sort of maximum benefit? I mean, is there an annual budget attached to your networking? Do you see it as a form of marketing? Yes, there is. Um, and not just um, networking, sort of the events that we attend. Um, I've recently been over in uh, Stavanger last week um, attending an, an exhibition. Um, and yeah, we are very structured. Um, I do have a, a budget to work to. It goes into my business plan for the year and um, which ones I want to. And, you know, I have to basically tell my my boss this is what I hope to get out of these events you know it's not just going for a jolly so yeah I do try and have a really structured approach for me um as you know I have three kids I have a busy life you know um my husband um also works so we are juggling children and I have to be structured otherwise you know I could be without childcare or you know the dogs are left at home or you know so I like structure. I like structure at home and I like structure at work. So for mm. me, that works. I used to find that I'd meet my wife in like the Costco car park with our kids in the back of one car and transfer <laughs> them to another, like a child smuggling ring. And then I would go into town yes. and do something and she would go back home. Um, this, <laughs> this, this, this very much like home, yeah. yeah. This isn't necessarily a, a networking related question as such, more one connected to the, the pandemic, which has affected all businesses everywhere to some degree. And I'm wondering how it did for ETPM. I mean, is it something Thing your business adapted to relatively quickly? Have you made business alterations as a result of the pandemic in terms of future practice? And, you know, as a busy mom of three as well, did you ever feel like running away at any point when homeschooling started? Well, I have to say, um, I, I was very lucky. Um, I say that I, I was made redundant at the very start of the pandemic and I luckily picked up a, a part-time contract and then was um, thankful to, to get a full-time position with ETPM. So I kind of came into ETPM, well, I didn't kind of, I did come into ETPM so, uh, um, September 2020. Um, so they were kind of halfway through the pandemic. Mm. And I have to say, um, from what they had said, the first couple of weeks, um, couple of months, they, they were quite quiet, but things started to pick up again. And I have to say, for me as a business development, I was quite nervous because you don't have the networking, because you didn't have the face-to-face meetings, would I actually be able to sell the business? But actually what I found was people were really receptive. People wanted to talk. And whether that's because they had been locked in, you know, in their houses for, for months on end and hadn't really had the interaction, 
I just found them far more positive. You know, n- normally when you you kind of approach as a, as a recruiter, you know, or an agency, it's like, oh, no, we don't need people. And, and that's it. You know, they were as harsh as that. Whereas, you know, getting a phone call with somebody, they didn't just want to hear about your business. They wanted to hear about how you were coping within the pandemic, what ta- uh, tools you were using to, to get through, you know, how were you adjusting? And and I found that quite um, quite positive. But ETPM, um, we have actually had a really, really good year. Um, touch with that, you know, that continues. And I've actually heard a lot of our clients say the same, that they've also had good years. I know that some people have had it really tough and hopefully, you know, they're going to see the, the end of that. But kind of hang in there and you know keep going you will get there type thing um but yeah no etpm have, have had a good year um and like i say hopefully we're we're on the back of it now have you, have you missed in person face-to-face networking and have you managed to get back into it yet yes yes i have yes um i've been trying to go to any and all um sort of envelope openings that i can even think of attending coffees I've never had so much coffee in my life. Um, you know, I'm like, couldn't we come to your office? No, let's go for a coffee. It's such a novelty. So yes, I have. And I've been loving the face-to-face. It's so nice to be out and seeing people um, and doing proper networking as well. So yeah, no, really good. Long may it continue. Absolutely. So if you look back though, it's when you're a networking newbie, what would you tell yourself from then going into that room with the, the nerves, struggling to get out of the car? um what would I tell myself I would tell myself to stop being such a coward you know what what is the worst that can happen somebody says I'm sorry I don't want to talk to you then you go and find someone else that that is the worst that can happen you know and nobody is that rude nobody is that brash to say I'm sorry I'm not talking to you you know, people just aren't like that, you know. Um, it's much easier to do it over the phone, say, no, I, I don't want your business, and, and hang up the phone. It's much harder to do it in person. And do you know what? We're all scared to do this. This is not a comfortable situation to be in. And probably 90% of the people in the room were also sitting in their cars thinking, I can't do this. I'm too scared to go in. What excuse can I come up with? You know, so just get out there and do it. It's not as bad as you think it's going to be. Andrew, can I just say, I'm, I'm getting a bit fed up, Lee. Do you want to just close out this conversation on our own and just not speak to her anymore? <laughs> Sorry, just, yeah, just, I'm not enjoying a chat at all. Let's do that. <laughs> would you like to talk about, John? <laughs> Tell you what, do you want to talk about the football on the weekend? No, really. just being the exception <laughs> to the rule there, we knew it was coming. Um, I'll give you an option on this one, Lee, because you, your answer might come from personal experience. If it does and you're happy enough to share that, that's great, but you don't have to. Oh, yeah. Um, it's sort of the... the um, the polar opposite of Andrew's previous questions, really. If Andrew's looking for a bit of advice that you give to someone for networking, I'm looking for the one thing you'd absolutely stress to someone to avoid doing a networking event. You know, under no circumstances, do this one thing. What would that be? Gosh, that's quite hard. Um... No pressure in this, by the way, but if you give me this answer, then we've got 10 out of 10, if you give me the right answer. Okay. Right, go for it. Okay. Well, personally, I think we can all be nicer to one another. So if you see someone... So a struggling, you know, go up to them. If you're confident enough, go up to that person and maybe introduce yourself. And maybe if you know other people, introduce them around. Because like I said, nobody finds this comfortable. So and if you can, you know, pass on a, a little bit of kindness to somebody and introduce them, that would be what I would say. Um, so I would say, you know, don't sort of leave somebody standing on their own. Um, okay. Go up and introduce yourself. All right. Andrew, it's nine it's out of ten. Trick. 
It's yeah. nine, nine out of ten. <laughs> what was I supposed to say? Don't oh, get no, drunk. No, 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 no. Oh no, well, that, no, that would have been another one. That would still have been nine out of ten. But it's a good, good bit of advice. No, just to, <laughs> I think just about everyone else said whatever you do in in a networking environment, do not try to sell. Well, yeah, that's true. But then but, everybody says that. Yeah. So, uh, well, look, you're the you're the difference. Nine and a half, nine and a half out of ten. Everyone will remember you, Lee. <laughs> Everyone will remember this last show, so that's fine. Yay! <laughs> Finally, how do you feel you could improve your networking skills from now on? Continue to go um, to classes because you're you're always learning. You know, I, I've I've come a long way in my networking journey, but I'm certainly not at the at the top of my game. You know, I don't think anyone is continuous learning. So learning techniques from from other people, you know, asking questions. Um, so, yeah, just and keep up the confidence. Keep doing it. Keep getting out of the car. And that is episode 10 in season two of Cows Not Cow. How to make your networking really work. The herd is heard. What, an, what a phrase to end on. Keep getting out of the car. Andrew's getting the T-shirts printed as we speak. Now, our aim has been to help you in your networking journey through showcasing the journeys of others, perhaps similar to your own, like Lee's. We've highlighted people at various stages on that networking process, and every single one of them has had value to share with you. If you want to catch up with any of our podcasts from season one or season two, make sure you follow us on Apple or whatever you get your podcasts. We are out there everywhere. And please feel free to rate and review our podcast as well. If you'd like to find out more about Andrew, the art of networking or the networking scene in Aberdeen in Scotland, check out abnworks.co.uk for some more networking blog tips. That's abnworks.co.uk. And you'll find Andrew on LinkedIn as well, where he's always happy to make new connections and chat about people's networking questions, experiences and challenges. So it's Andrew Smith from Aberdeen Business Network on LinkedIn. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.